Kala, my friend, uh, by the uh, uh, Zamrock band, uh, Amanaz, uh, from their one and only album, uh, 1975's Africa. Uh, Zamrock being a musical genre. Uh, From the 70s in Zambia, uh, with a lot of fuzzed out, psychedelic, uh, proto-punk leanings. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, many themes of uh, liberation and workers' rights that uh, penetrated deeply into uh, ma- much uh, African rock music of that time. That's very good, and probably that, probably now, but that time too. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, heard this. Uh, in uh, my favorite coffee shop here in Portland um, just a couple days ago, uh, this song, and it allowed me to uh, fulfill uh, my New Year's resolution from last year to gain a comprehensive understanding of African rock music. <laughs> wow, good job. Uh, through easy? this song, yes. The uh, between uh, William Onyabar and this, I think, yes, that's it, yes, that's it. and in fact, the William Onyabar uh, song Atomic Bomb played immediately after this. So, ah. uh, the uh, Alaskan co owner of this of coffee shop, Carnelian Coffee, here in Portland, shout out, cool place, the geology themed uh, coffee, coffee bar. Mm. Um, uh, she was she was uh, firing at all cylinders. And uh, really opened my eyes uh, to Zamrock, um, and also with the uh, Ethiopian brew. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> that uh, is a long way of saying that we made some New Year's resolutions uh, last year, um, oh. and uh, predictably just did a real shitty job doing any of them. That's the I. I presume that this is what New Year's resolutions are for. It's mm. a way to sort of scourge yourself through the future so you don't feel too good about yourself because you know you're fucking up even your own modest goals. It's true. To say nothing of anything anybody else expects of you. It's true. So I am going to. Uh, re- I say, well done. I'm going to read 20 books this year, damn it. I'm uh-huh. going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> I ordered read- some on Amazon, Paul, and as you know, once you order the book on Amazon, it's 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 red. Uh, it's it counts once you have posted an Instagram photo of it on your shelf. At that point, yes, you have read it. yes, um, or like artfully positioned in front of a pond or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, you know, you got to arrange the books tilted against each other. Yes, just so. Yes, um, 
okay, so to, to briefly review some of these uh, resolutions, I was going to go back and listen to that pod. I couldn't. I, I just didn't. Um, uh-huh. I'm a busy man, um, as most unemployed people are in Portland. Very busy. You, you have the hardest job in the world, Joe. You are a stay-at-home parent. That's true. Um, it's a joy and a privilege, uh, especially at 4.45 a.m. That is when it's most joyful. Yeah most privileged actually that's the second hardest job because your other job is um uh online content uh maker yes um, Noth- which is yes. actually the hardest job in the world yes uh it never stops it never sleeps <laughs> um yeah so what one of my resolutions was in fact to i'll try and go through these quickly was was in fact one of those uh to understand um african music Uh, particularly rock music, African classic rock from like the 70s and 80s. I tried. I actually did. Prior to this, I did kind of start doing some research. And, uh, you know, uh, we've... You mean like like 15 minutes ago? Is that what you mean? No, I mean, I I tried. (laughs) I did it. I did it. And and I as I got into it, I actually felt myself... uh, uh, I think I was like, damn, I you know... If if you can appropriate culture, that's what I'm doing right now. Because I was like, I, I just to get really into this, I just had no no reason to. Uh, <laughs> it it was good music, but like, I'm not sure that it there was any particular reason that I was like um, drawn to it. And I just I I started to feel kind of not that wasn't dirty or wrong, but I was just like, uh, this is empty. I'm just kind of faking this. That makes sense. Yeah. As like like if you Yeah. Yeah. If you felt guilty just for listening to it, I mean I'm pretty sure the artists would be very happy you were listening to their work. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. But um I do understand if you're feeling like, wow, I'm just doing this to be a a bourgeois cultural tourist. Here I am yes. doing that. <laughs> and 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 also That's what I felt like with the whole uh reggae appreciation boom of like 15 years yes. ago in the indie world is this like this is this is what you guys are doing yes but uh because I, I don't care for reggae yeah and and music that was like good and relevant in zimbabwe and like you know the 80s before it was like shut down is like okay that's that's cool but i i don't think that it uh i don't have the context to really be taken away by it and to be fair, like if I go listen to like UK post punk from the same period, I'm mostly like, this is yes, there's, you know, the best stuff is interesting, and the rest is like, um, I can see why you'd still be into this if you were there at the time. Yes, um, good call. Uh, other other resolutions, um, two that I were successful. I resolved to get a turntable, and mm-hmm. uh, my wife bought me one for my birthday. So so really, your wife fulfilled that yes uh, resolution, but. Uh, you know, I kind of whined about not having one enough and kind of said, uh-huh. oh, I got to get a turntable. Uh, got to oh. get around to this. I really want only one. I had a sugar mom. Yes. <laughs> um, so we've, we've discussed previously discussed my sweet turntable. Uh, that turned out, I also resolved to, um, uh, fully admit that in rainbows is my favorite Radiohead album. And, uh, oh. that I've returned to that conviction in my mind a few times and been happy about it. Uh, feels good to yeah. not worry about making that choice anymore. Yeah, uh, there's nothing. That's a that's a fine choice. Yes, I think, I think you've made the right move. Yes, um, and then 
the other resolution I made was to make some music. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, Paul, I'm happy to int- drop my album. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. This, this is exciting. This resolution went a different way. Um, when I like, I started to like investigate I was investigating some programs to download for an idea that I had. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just never going to make music. I just, even thinking about it doesn't make me happy. Like, I just feel like obliged to do it because I like music so much. I'm like, I'm just not, I'm just going to, I hate learning instruments. I just got yeah. admitted to myself. Like, you know, I, there's a lot of art I enjoy creating. Uh, and this is not it. <laughs> Yeah. This ain't it, Chief. That's, that's what I was going to say. Um, what is, is that from something? It's just all I, – I left Twitter for a few months, and I came back, and that was the – that was one of the stock uh, replies. Um, so was there an origin, or was it, is it just a Twitter phrase? Yes. I. It's actually from me. Uh, Twitter recorded me saying it to my dog, Chief. Oh. Uh, and that's how I became a content billionaire. <laughs> All the royalties uh, from every rando on Twitter yelling uh, at somebody with your phrase. Uh, and then um, the origin, uh, no one knows. Okay, there you go. It was added to Urban Dictionary in July of 2018. Okay. But w- the mysterious person who added it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Um, yeah, Joe, uh, that's, a, that's a wise, mature decision. Yes. I don't feel like making music don't feel like i'm good at it I'm not gonna do it yes um uh i your your rap career needs to come back at some point that's true but, um that's different <laughs> it's a different story um cool uh so that's is that it for your resolutions it is all right well well done um you actually did accomplish one or two of them um my resolutions that i remember i i did not uh i like make all my notes for the show in temporary text files that i don't save before i close them so i would have to listen to the episode to figure out what they were um i remember i was going to get down in and really try to learn to appreciate i think i picked uh i think i said a classical piece of music and try to like learn everything about it that absolutely did not happen Mm -hmm. um yeah uh then uh another one was to go back through my library of music and do a better job of listening to albums that like I bought after listening to once it was like this is good and then never actually listen to again because mm-hmm. just keeping up with the new music takes up all my time um didn't do that uh but um I did a better job in some ways of keeping up with my library so I'm, I'm giving myself uh, uh a d minus on that one yeah um d plus yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and um the other one i can remember was that one of your resolutions was for us to record i th- i think it came out to a podcast every week and a half or something no <laughs> <Huh. laughs> uh, that didn't happen that didn't happen that's okay um because the revenue per episode has been so high that yes really necessary um, uh, the, the, the podcast still exists. So that's just, that's the win. Yeah. You know, we are at this point when, when somebody comes looking for a, a 
music podcast to buy up. We have the archive to prove that we are big enough jackasses to be hired. Yes. Um, yes. So good enough. Oh, uh, Lordy. Um, well, congrats <laughs> to us at being uh, uh, content masters. Yeah. The only the only resolutions I give myself a true F on are the ones that I don't even remember because, like I said, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of feeling guilty about failing. So um, too bad. Um, you know, failure uh, is the art of dealing a stack deck to yourself for keeps mm-hmm. is the title Failure is <laughs> the art of failure is to set yourself up to fail on your own terms not somebody else's that's the key to yes it. yes failing on our own terms savage beast savage beast yes <laughs> yes, yes and you don't stop cool like the best rapper you don't stop another fucking hundred fucking dollar for the style for you and your mom yeah, you can never define anything but divine love. I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average at least. Nah, preference is relative. My references consistently uh, bring you to another vicinity. I hit you with the riddles consistently. Dead in the middle, a little triply. Little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery. Elegant painted in oil. Love is a flower. See how dissolving the And welcome to Savage Beast. I'm Joe Gallagher. Uh, with me, as always, um, trying to get funding for his probe uh, to uh, send uh, the complete liar's discography to the uh, outer reaches of the solar system. It's Paul McLeod. I, I really wish that Voyager had like some real avant-garde shit on it, but it probably just doesn't. some metal. Uh, just I mean, so when <laughs> the aliens, you know, encounter it, they know we're for real. Yeah, um, that would be good. Murder of the Universe by uh, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard would be a great Heck one. Heck yeah. Um, uh, absolutely. I, uh, the aliens should definitely know that we're weird uh, so that they don't even want to talk to us. They wanna, We want the aliens' impression to be, um, these guys are a bunch of loser freaks and if we go hang out with them, they're just going to want to talk about whatever stupid shit they're into, and mm. we should just stay away. I feel like this turns into like a bad Family Guy joke pretty quick, where it's like you're at like Billy Joe Armstrong is like in a like glass bubble, like going <laughs> attached to the Voyager. Yeah, then there's some play on his lyrics, like I don't know, it, but it's like really lame, like. When yeah. being anally probed has lost its fun, you're fucking screwed or whatever. Um, uh, we did it. We said it's about to turn into that joke, and then it turned into the joke. We did well, it. But ironically, um, I think the number of times we've like shat on Family Guy is surprisingly high on this podcast. Yes. Um, um, and that's okay. okay. That is okay. Uh, Paul, we are here in 2019 to talk about 2018. Um, Mm -hmm. thanks for coming along for the ride, uh, everyone, um, making 2018 the, uh, the least successful year for Savage Beast. I don't know. I have no, (laughs) I have no way to, to measure that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's too bad. Nobody's figured out how to measure anything about online content performance. Yeah. No, no one. I, I mean, I don't know anything about that. And, uh, no clue. You definitely don't. 
Um, uh, so we uh, uh, we do say fuck your year end list um, because uh, we uh, give it time to figure out what we liked, um, and we're going to talk about Q three of yeah. twenty eighteen. Um, yes, we are. So, uh, Paul, um, I had a lot fewer uh, choices for Q3 than you did. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but it, it just happened. There were some songs I liked. There was I, I, I liked stuff, but I just, I don't know. It all, all of it ended up being in Q4. It all, everything I liked came out in October. That's interesting. I, uh, I don't feel like Q3 was especially strong as these Qs have gone. But um, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's just like a lot of cues for me. Um, uh, Q four is not uh, exceptionally strong as compared to it in my mind, as I guess what I'm trying to say. But yeah, I have six albums. You have uh, did you have two or just one? Uh, Why well, two? Um, I, yeah. Yes, and uh, and a single. Well, actually, why don't we start with our shared choice first? Okay. Um, an album we've already discussed have we okay i thought we did uh the beths future me hates me yeah uh let's listen Uh, to the title track me hates me uh a song that makes me feel young and happy uh you dance around the sentiment is just original uh and it's equal parts original and relatable enough that you uh can really dig it and uh this band which we talked about at length when i went and saw them uh is good the album is great um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah, it's it's there for like best best poppy, you know, alt alt rock album of the year, you know. Uh this this probably this could be it, Chief. <laughs> uh I feel like the person never mind. That's a stupid joke. <laughs> anyway, um uh yeah, it's a great album. Um uh you know, it's uh, the thing that always uh, gets things past my filter is like if I'm listening to it and uh, for the first time and it just uh, jumps out, uh, then I love it. And that happened, I think, with uh, not running the or uh, the track that we played last time, and then um, you know, 
going back, it's uh, the whole thing is just really good. It's uh, there's not much else to say except uh, smart and funny and uh, uh, jamming pop indie alt rock stuff. Um, so listen to our old episode about it. Word. Um, okay, what's next? Seven love notes, 77 yeah. rounds of tap, rest, push, no transpose. Let me hit that natural tone, find a spot to make you go to a place you never go. Where you trying to go? I'm trying to go. I got the keys, you got the house, I got the vibe, you got the juice, I got the I got the mic. I had a vision, yeah. Uh. A room full of women, yeah. All of them were driven yeah. Yeah. Straight in the pit yeah. Fresh neck, but she played like she from Virginia Body from the bait, and she know the slang Mouthpiece codeine with a bunch of reef Been around town, but she keeps sick Wanna show you off, you a bad one Rocket on my neck you motivate me, you're just what I need If they snap this, they gon' need a frame on deck I'm Basquiat's soul, you're painting love the best I'm rebellious when it comes to this What you even mean? What you even dream? I had a vision, yeah uh. A room full of mine track, I had a vision from Lady Lady Um this is uh, uh, it's kind of almost a classicist uh, R&B funk album, but with a modern twist. <laughs> it's got good uh, modern beats. Um, uh, first, I, 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 I didn't quite listen to you correctly, and I th- thought it was a classicist oh. R&B album. <laughs> well, it might <laughs> like, be that, huh? too. I don't know. I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> Just really wants to have sex with like ladies, you know, wasps. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess I a lot know. of hip hop is classist in its own way. Yeah, we, we, we you can, can get there. I can get there yeah. in an essay. Uh, continue talking about why this album is quite good. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, I think if we've learned anything from Twitter, it's that you can describe literally everything mm-hmm. as um, uh, supporting whatever bad uh, social structures um, you don't like. But anyway, um, so uh, yeah, um, I had a vision uh, is one of many good tracks. Honestly, a lot of them. Um, uh, well, that's the point. That's why it's a good album. Uh, are really good. Um, but it's one of those things where I was listening to the album, and you know, I listened to the single or whatever, and I thought, hey, this is pretty good. And then I was listening to the whole thing. I was like, actually, all these tracks bump. Um, so. Yeah, it's uh, very smooth, but energetic at the same time. It's great romance music. Mm, Works really mm-hmm. well for that purpose. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you got a song called Shorty Fishing. Um, I enjoyed which, that one. Yeah, it's uh, what, what could be. It's a great, it's a great little uh, slogan for the night. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a really good classic R&B album. And uh, it sort of filled the Anderson Pack hole in my life, mm. which Anderson Pack then came along and filled a couple months later. Mm. But um, uh, similar voices, similar sort of combination of uh, new and old, 
uh, sort of uh, urban music sounds. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I recommend it very highly. Yeah, I mean, it, it is classic. And, um, you know, it, it does what it does. Uh, mm-hmm. It does what it sets out to do. And it um, checks all the boxes. Uh, yeah, there's nothing innovative yeah. here, but it's uh, it's very well executed. Uh, but the, there's some cool sounds. Uh, I wrote that I was falling through a video game void. Uh, <laughs> it's a compelling atmosphere, um, even though a Absolutely. lot of it is atmospheric. Uh, and I think Shout Efficient is a good uh-huh. example of a song where there, there's nice little climaxes in it. I mean, it, it's not just one smooth jam, but there's there's a little movement and there's a little story and you um can get little little highs from it um not just chill out absolutely i would be if you like that kind of music you'll probably find two to five songs you can sort of add to your rotation off this album yes um so try it out that way charcoal baby uh off the album uh negro swan uh by blood orange um a solo moniker of uh dev hines a british singer songwriter producer multi-instruments instrumentalist uh former member of the band test icicles um and uh i have enjoyed his work um, through a few solo albums, or at least through some songs from those albums. And uh, this is the first time that I really uh, latched on to one of his albums uh, as a whole. Um, And I did so because I thought it was a unique uh, and introspective pop record um, that brought in it was a pastiche of a, a lot of different um, not just genres but, but particular artists um, and um, the the resulting um, kind of uh, sunset gloam orangish uh, uh, glow to the album 
um, just just really struck me in the feels. Uh, yeah, Joe, is um, Tess Icicles a funny band name or not? Uh, I'll allow it. Yeah, I think I've never been able to totally uh, say, but the fact that it makes me think of testicles every time I look at it is funny enough. For me. I think the, the I think it's it uh, the reason we uh, give it a pass is because it's a cool name for a band like Test Icicles. Uh, I just like how that sounds, like even without it, the joke. Uh, the joke is all I think of. So there you go. <laughs> My yeah. mind is Any- able to work on many levels uh, <laughs> as I read uh, such a work of poetry as Test Icicles. <laughs> Maybe that's the way to think of uh, stupid indie band names as ex- like m- minimally brief poems. Oh, yes. Um, anyway, um, so yeah. Um, you know, Blood Orange is one of those dudes who is uh, heavily acclaimed and... Um, I do not dislike him, but it's never really grabbed me. Right. Um, so it's interesting to hear that for you, this was the album that did it. Um, as I listened to it, it was, um, it's obviously a good album. Uh, it's, it's an excellent choice and all that. Um, I would say that just for me, I just, my aversion to like smooth adult contemporary type things mm. is somewhat pathological. And, yeah. uh, so it, when he's at his smoother end of his spectrum, it doesn't totally rock my world. But when it's a little more funky, like that song we just listened to, um, that's just good, chill out funk music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's funny that the last album we listened to isn't at all in that, in that doesn't, doesn't trigger any of those things for you. Because to me, I, these two just are real similar vibe. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it comes down to, it's it, it it might just come down to like the timbre of the keyboards or something yes, like that. Yes. Yes. Um just which is kind of stupid, but I don't know. Um Well, there's an ambient quality to this that yeah. Masigo does not have. Yeah. Maybe it's just that I'm also like uh just really horny and so the more sex yes. forward work of Masigo does it more for me. I don't know. But um, um yeah, maybe uh, there's nothing wrong with this. It's just not my exact cup of tea. Maybe I'm, it's like, I'm more tantric. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what it I is. I think that's it. I think that's it. That's the, maybe you're just a better here. leftist. Yeah. Cause this is, cause he's definitely more of a, uh, liberation oriented artist. Yes. Um, the other thing I'll say about this, I mean, I think there's, there's something here, um, uh, that, that reminds me of what I like about, frank ocean except i don't Mm. feel that every track is um you know an an mc trying to prove that he's like talented and too cool to be recognized you know like it's it's a lot there's a lot less ego than on a frank ocean record but yeah that's frank ocean is definitely about his sort of like personal yeah journey and talking yeah thinking about it really hard That, that same blend of uh pop hip hop and high art, uh, is here. Um, and, uh, there's a lot to find, uh, there's a lot to explore. Um, uh, chewing gum, the, uh, which has a guest spot from ASAP Rocky, uh, is uh, one of the more up-tempo ones. I, um, 
uh, stood out to me. And then also the last song, Smoke, um, which really just shows uh, what a good singer-songwriter he is, you know, and, and is uh, much more of an, just an acoustic um, not quite ballad, but um, it's a, it's a it's a real mellow song. That's an end of the night song, um, and uh, that I think is um, maybe the vibe of that song. Even that's um, really more towards the the if not the rock side, the um, I don't know what do you call what do you call an acoustic guitar song that's neither rock nor kind of you know a ballad a ballad it's a little bit of a it's a ballad yeah um there you go. and uh hey you need some ballads in your life there's no questioning that yeah um excellent excellent choice joe uh for those of you who are more open-minded than i maybe one of your favorites talk away talk away you got me believing the smile ain't worth deleting, no If you hold me close, then we can carry on Locked away, locked away, I know when you're fine See no shift going on, my little dime But it comes and then it goes away Frozen there by Alta Apollo. Um, I have no fucking clue who these guys are. I don't know anything about them. Um, I think I read something at one point, but I forgot. Uh, they seem to be pretty obscure. Um, I don't know. Did you were you exposed to this album in any way besides me saying that uh, forcing you to listen to it, Joe? No, I like their bio on Spotify is simply the unpunctuated, uncapitalized sentence. We make some tunes. Yeah, they seem to be like a few friends who make this sort of like weird uh, indie electro R&B. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, it's so my process is I like go through new indie albums that are getting any buzz at all. And I listen to them all. And if they're like candidates for uh, if I like them, then I'll put them on my list of candidates for later coming back around mm-hmm. and so i did that with these guys and then i came back around like i don't know a month or two later and um i uh had no memory whatsoever of what this this alto palo frozen there signified um but then listening to it i was like oh yeah i really dig this um so this is sort of like the other kind of r&b that i like i mean maybe there are more but I, the two that i that i know that i like 
um just like sort of weird indie um uh uh just weirdo shit um you know there was a boom i would say like i don't know four or five years ago of sort of uh alt r&b as it was known in the indie sphere before all the indie people decided they would just like regular r&b and who needed uh their own flavor of it um and so that was people like uh how to dress well and um and uh i was never really into those people it was more like pretentious r&b than like um uh imaginative r&b let's say um and uh but this actually um is a version of that that i like um there are definitely some songs on this album that are like uh just sort of weird um sound things like just a guy uh singing soulfully i have no idea what the lyrics are yeah uh uh over uh like just like sort of strange guitars or whatever uh without much of a beat but um and those are you know if it was all that i probably wouldn't have it on my favorites list but i like those parts and when it does just sort of get into sort of like a a chill out groove like you heard a little bit of on that song it's just really good and i don't know there's something about that sort of like icy r&b vibe uh that you get from this that uh is perfect for me yes uh it's um well put together in terms of its collage of sounds um even that track had sort of this um you know these cool guitar samples that mm-hmm. from some distant world um and i find it enjoyable to listen to um i think uh uh which is good <laughs> i enjoyed <laughs> yeah. listening to this music um uh, excellent yeah and i think um you know it, it hits all the music in this experimental genre sometimes it hits experimental hip-hop is that what you're or arm i don't know high art it, r&b i don't know it's no there's definitely i mean indie i think is the, yes. the aesthetic that, that they're bringing to the yes medium, you know? yes um sometimes it hits the notes that like the xx hits for me which as we've discussed ah, yeah. is like um for me uh, a little uh uh it, it paints images that I'm not uh, always like jumping into of, um, you know, yeah. uh, uh, all four of my girlfriends. Like, I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> at least I'm dating these four girls and maybe I'm just broken. I don't know. You know, like that kind of, I'm not, I'm not accusing these guys of being that shallow. I think there's more to this music than that, but, um, yeah. Uh, that's more, um, um, uh, it's, it's, only because yeah. I I wonder um, how much sometimes I wonder about how much I would listen to an album like this. Uh, yeah, that's, see, that's, I don't know. This to me yeah. is like actually it fills that background music niche. Yes, a bit. and that I could see. And actually, I think I I wrote that on one of my notes that that seemed a little bit like uh, Paul background music, which is slowly <laughs> developing into a genre. <laughs> yeah it's uh so you've got you've got a uh sort of like a chill groove yeah but there is a groove there's uh spacey weird somewhat spare uh uh synths and guitars yes and then um 
I enjoy it when a singer just sort of like really puts, uh, you know, he just sounds like something really important is going on <laughs> the way he sings it. Yeah. You know, it's very soulful, I guess, is the word that people use for that. Um, so when you, I don't know, groovy, spacey soulfulness is kind of what I want out of this genre of music. And um, uh, this this supplies it. It's uh, especially in those moments where it does lock into a groove. Uh, yes. I don't, it's kind of like my ideal R&B, but definitely yeah. there are parts where it sort of just goes on for a while. And I still like those parts. Those parts, are, um, that, yeah, that's, the part is pretty rewarding when it finally breaks into... Yeah. Um, you know, kind of a, a recognizable rhythm. Um, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I hope these guys keep going because it seems they seem like the kind of people who might have like a really interesting statement at some point in their future. Maybe not. Uh, it seems like a good they'd be a good band to take a psychotic amount of weed and see live. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. OK. That's the R&B portion of the quarter. Uh, do you want to do your single or shall we move on to one of my three remaining albums? Let's play one of yours and then we'll we'll get a single. All right. We're going to go from least to most excited about these because it totally makes sense on an hour and a half long podcast to put all the good stuff at the end. Um, so, uh, this is going to be of love's true. Hmm. exactly what the whole album is uh from that um which is uh driving maximally fuzzed out indie rock um that definitely sounds like it came out of somebody's bedroom which is uh you know totally fine for Mm -hmm. the genre um but uh uh i don't know i'd never heard of these guys i presume that their name is volvo backwards um Mm. Yeah, that's the kind of dumb thing I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's just um, a lot of a really great collection of uh, driving, melodic, and yet really, uh, really, really distorted indie rock songs. 
and um, definitely scratches an itch for me. Uh, yes. Uh, I would say of your three remaining, this is probably the one I was most excited about. Uh, ah. <laughs> nice wall of guitars just coming at you uh, over and over. Uh, I love it. Just kicks in with that distortion. I like how it kicks in with so much fuzz and distortion. And then a lot of songs, it just goes up again from that. You're like, this is as loud as it can be. Oh, no, it's louder there. Yes. They're, that's one of my favorite things yes, that rock songs They're do. They're hitting a lot of pedals uh, all at the <laughs> same time. Uh, there's not much, there's not too much to say about it. I mean, it's not the, uh, it's not the most comp- complex album of the quarter. No. Uh, but for all 30 minutes and 30 seconds of it, I'm just sort of like rocking out. So yeah, that does it for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That the first track baby alligator, uh, Excellent really hit too. it for me. Um, yeah. and also true punk, if you want to try. Yeah. They're from, uh, they're from Connecticut. Uh, good for them. Oh, really? Good for Connecticut. They would be the first good thing. I was going to say, is there any Connecticut band that we know of and like? I can't think of any. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, yeah, to Google. Um, there's probably some random famous person who's from there. Like I can, you know, I can smell, I can spell Connecticut. I can do it. But I, some, I have to take a deep breath and be like, is it really spelled that way? It just seems like another stupid part of the stupid state. It's actually pretty easy. Connect icon. I know, I know, I know how to spell it, but I'm like, is it that <laughs> stupid? Um, uh, There's a Wikipedia article labeled "Music of Connecticut." Michael Bolton. Oh, there we go. <sighs> End of story. John Mayer, Mark McGrath. There's a lot of terrible. Wow. Oh my God. Moby. Moby uh, is from Connecticut. No. Oh, he was raised in Darien. That's what they're saying here. Fuck. Oh, MGMT. Hmm. Yeah, Liz Fair was born in New Haven. No, Thurston Moore was raised there. But see, these are all see like Connecticut. Yeah, they're saying if if they ever like spent more than three nights in Connecticut, they're on this list. It's tough because like Connecticut is also is like a the entire state is like a suburb of New York and Boston. That's so totally, yeah. People, For instance, Thurston Moore, absolutely a New York City musician, yeah, is on this list. Yeah, apparently Rivers Cuomo was raised there uh for a time but he was also raised on a commune so um, i think we've discovered that there is nobody good from connecticut actually uh tune yards are from connecticut Hmm. yeah all right well we'll just uh we'll give them that but see they're born and raised in new york city and connecticut fuck that there you go um uh okay well this band is clearly from connecticut and they're clearly good (laughs) there you go
That was the track Doom, the second one from Heaven by Dilly Dally. Um, this band just completely, completely fucks for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the foremost, um, I guess they're from Toronto. For some reason, I thought they were from Philly. Are they working in Philly now? Maybe I'm wrong. I think anyway. so. Okay. No, I think, no, I think they're from, no, no, no. I think they're from Toronto. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, just um, utterly slamming riffs as you heard in that song in particular uh reminds me a little bit of the smashing pumpkins at their hardest not uh just that particular way that the riffs hit um and uh the (laughs) just honestly nobody's voice outside of uh like death metal sounds as wrecked as uh katie monks's does and um uh, for whatever reason, this particular version of an utterly shredded voice uh, works for me. And um, I don't know. It's just a great rock album with uh, that that really hits that sweet spot from the grunge area, era of pretty quiet parts and brutal, uh, aggressive, loud parts. And um, I, it's, it's very special to me. I love this album. Yeah, and it also has uh, some nice... Uh, Weezerish moments of Moog, '90s mm. Moog rock. Uh, yeah, they're not purists or anything. No, um, and that's good. They use the full palette uh, <laughs> from those those times and places. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I agree. Uh, the vocals are always what um, what actually makes this band stand out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's very, very much on the edge of death heaven. It is a little bit um, at times, and 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 yet like totally on the right side because we've talked about how like the death heaven guy puts me off and I can't really yeah. listen to death heaven. Yeah, but the way she does it, I don't know. Maybe I like chicks who scream like that, but it's good. That probably helps. It probably just helps that she's in a different register, but she she mm. reels it back in to be more the just a traditional, full yeah. on Courtney Love scream. Um, rather than a death metal uh, thing. Um, It still sounds human rather than like a demon. Yes. And I, you know, I rocked all the way through. Uh, I like, um, I like Dilly Dally a whole lot. Uh, This is another uh, awesome album from them. Uh, It's good to, it's good to have some metal um, in with the grunge. I think that people don't, pull from that enough probably because it requires uh, a little more musicianship to do it well um than simply uh playing like you know power chords um not that there's not some very simplistic metal but like <laughs> uh, um yeah. to be able to 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 you know put the uh, put a layer of that over your alternative rock uh, takes some skill uh, more than it does to be like, this is more of a punk song. Yeah. No, punk is the intentionally dumb version of hard rock and metal is the intentionally Baroque version. So yeah, uh, it's good to have a little bit of both. Um, and I think maybe that's what reminds me of the pumpkins a little bit is just, yes. uh, it's hard, but also uh, moving around a little bit, you know, not simply chugging. Yeah, I mean, the Pumpkins deliberately, you know, looked for that in terms of, uh, well, bands like 
Sabbath and Black Sabbath and Megadeth yes. and uh, and Rush, you know, again, you know, not metal, but like just that more complex. Um, Rush is kind of metal. <laughs> I guess they kind of are. They're, they're nerdy like metal people are. Is, is RushMetal.com. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Daily Dally. Uh, they they did it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, even when she's singing quiet and pretty, it still sounds like mm-hmm. um, something is wrong with her. And I appreciate that. Um, okay. Uh, any other thoughts on Dilly Dally, Joe? I, 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 I guess my last thought is I'm just happy that their second album is just about as good as their first one. Yes. Great sign for the band. Yeah, I, I was happy to see that, too. Um, and that uh, uh, there's enough variety um, yeah. between the two. Absolutely. Okay, so here's my last choice. This is my uh, this is my favorite album of the quarter, I think. Cool. Sorry for playing most of that song, but it uh, takes a while to sort of show what it's doing. Um, so Low, uh, this is an old band. They've been around since 1993. I actually saw them live in like 2005 or something uh, here in Tucson. I have never gotten into a Low album before this, um, even though I did like the show I went to. Uh, they are known as uh, some of the 
pioneers of slowcore, um, which it may have been, it, it was either a review I read or something you said once, Joe, that it was like um, just music that, I, I forget the exact quote, but it was, you know, music that you can barely even hear <laughs> what they're doing. Um, anyway. This this uh, album or previous? No, just the, the previous. Yeah. Album. Uh, especially when they were making slowcore a thing or trying to make slowcore. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know, just like rock music that is just like the there's a long time between snare hits. Um, yes, they're they're <laughs> I, I love I liked a song by them uh called Over the Ocean from that period okay. and I listened to it all the fucking time. And I uh, yeah, there's like a snare hit every like 30 seconds. <laughs> um so for this one uh, though they, uh, hooked up with a guy named BJ Burton, whom I didn't know by name before, but, uh, he's been around, he's worked with James Blake, Sylvanesso, and is apparently a big collaborator of, uh, uh, Bon Iver, uh, in his, you know, sort of like is in residence at Bon Iver's studio, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense when you set this That's album next to- That's a sweet gig. Yeah, exactly. Um... When you set this album next to something like uh, uh, 22 a million, like it starts to make sense a little bit. Um, yes. And in fact, Alan Sparhawk from Low uh, referred to him as, quote, a hip hop guy, um, which, you know, also makes sense because Kanye has hooked up with Bon Iver and everything, too. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is a, a pretty interesting departure for Low uh, 25 years into their career. Um, you know, they seemed old when I saw them 15 years ago, which probably just speaks to how old I am. But um, uh, they are um, the combination of their sort of like, uh, you know, um, very intentionally. I, that's not what I'm looking for, but very purposefully beautiful music with the really weird experimental textures. Um which, you know, honestly, it's funny because it's not like this album is any more experimental or weird sounding than like OK Computer 20 years ago. Um, and these so- sounds are, in fact, commonplace in uh, cutting edge hip hop. Um, but it still just feels fresh and new and experimental to me in a way that, um, I, you know, I feel like indie music doesn't try so hard for anymore Mm. um Mm -hmm. most people are happy to and partially this is probably just a reflection of lower budgets in the age of not being able to sell music um most people are happy to you know like play rock music on instruments you know they do stuff with synths and stuff absolutely but um even that is sort of like i mean like actually there's nothing cheaper than putting some synths onto a song um the uh but teasing out a lot of weird new textures is more difficult and so getting somebody who is good at that to produce them i think has produced just really astonishing results now um so you have a few tracks like quorum that first one that uh just blows my mind um always trying to work it out later on has one of has probably my favorite vocal melody of the year um and then rome always in the dark and several other tracks as well uh just really take me away um having said that uh there are a couple things that i would say draw this album back a bit one um all the songs are decent not all of them are brilliant Mm -hmm. and two um 
you know, for like how uh, just epic they make everything sound between the beauty of their harmonies yeah. and the the depth of what they're doing with the production and everything, which is all pretty much, you know, as good as it gets. Uh, when you actually like dig into what the lyrics are, they don't really stand up to the emotions that they're conjuring with the textures and the, mm. the, the writing and everything. Like always trying to work it out is sort of like just this like um, – not especially well rendered anecdote about like seeing somebody in a store and you didn't really want to talk to them. So you walked away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that is a little bit of a bummer just because um, like, you know, Radiohead is the closest touchstone to what there's going on here. Or maybe sort of like late period flaming lips in terms of just really out there music. And both of those bands um, at the very least, write really weird lyrics and I think good lyrics yeah. as well that um, fit with what's going on musically. And here it's sort of like, ah, this is still just sort of like somebody's twee indie rock song lyrics um, dressed up this way. That said, I can get over that because everything yes. else is so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think their lyrics have always kind of been that way uh, as part of their slow car yeah ethos just a couple phrases um and not in the tom york way where the phrases are uh yeah just like endlessly evocative yes um (laughs) uh yeah i just i think i i really have to go um with your um angle that this is uh just so ambitious and it really just kind of deserves uh, a listen and uh you know analysis for that for just trying mm-hmm. something that is indie music uh and isn't just sort of like a variation on um intellectual guitar rock or exactly you know what bonnie Vare does which is um you know it's 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 the jack off motion in the most interesting way possible <laughs> That's exactly what Boney Bear is doing. <laughs> and, and, you know, kudos to him. But, you know, here uh, it's challenging. And that yeah. uh, just challenge people with a record today. It, you're right. It's it's can be just absolute death. I mean, people will be like, nah, fuck this. They're just not good, you know, like anymore. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really easy for people to dismiss stuff easily um because they you know have nothing invested in it so um yeah and and i think that the the textures of this album are so sandpaper rough and they just hit you uh it's Mm -hmm. it's a tough listen and i think for me uh um it's it's a it would be a sparse uh i'll put it on sparsely but i'm definitely gonna go back and, and listen to it um you know again uh i think um uh, it might be one of those rare cases where it seems like a very good album album, but I'd, I'd like to listen to some of these songs individually and uh, yeah. just kind of, you know, think about them more that way instead of trying to experience the full, I don't know, how long is this album? Like, <laughs> ex- 48 minutes. Yeah, for, you know, just have 48 minutes of this, um, I think, uh, struck me as as uh, a bit <laughs> a bit overwhelming. Uh, not a bit much but a bit overwhelming that's fair um i would say yeah pick a song or two like quorum or always trying to work it out yeah the ones i mentioned and let let them give your headphones like a real workout yes do it loud yes when like the bass is so 
um, so perfectly mm. tuned on this album that um, letting it really crush you is the way to go. Um, and for me, that's like that's kind of like the most transporting uh, th- this this me- album, other than the um, John Hopkins album from earlier this year. I think those are the two things vying for my favorite of the year. Mm. Um, uh, just both of those. Um, uh, if you listen to them loud enough, they both really grip me. So that's that's part of what it is. Um, I guess I'm yeah. just gonna have to buy the uh, $800 Audis LCD2 uh, headphones <laughs> I've been looking at to really get this album. <laughs> no, no, Joe. I'm sure your $250 uh, headphones will do the trick. Uh huh. Um, yes. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> we need to audition them side by side. <laughs> Joe, you're like a, a a car dealer owner from the uh, car dealership owner from the '70s. Just uh, can never settle down with the right uh, woman or pair of headphones. Always yes. looking for the next one, even after you already got a good one. <laughs> yes. Um, let's end that metaphor there. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So good. This album is good, um, and it uh, yeah, it's it's rightfully um, recognized. Heading out, heading back to the orig- our original cue lists, uh, the hot tapes, um, where we also included singles. Um, I brought a single to this one. Um, yes. So here's uh, Christine and the Queens uh, with Doesn't Matter. Ignoring on when the kiss. Ninto was this abyss and of lately the only people I can stare at the unravel ones with pens laid bare but their hands are numb and empty The door silence soothes me like whispers in my back as if I couldn't hear Though I left goes behind but they're just coming in Doesn't matter, does it? I know in the exit If I barely forgot And if God does exist If I barely forgot And if God does exist Which has a fabric Through and through Like that case they used to do Cause the suicidal thoughts That are still in my head Give her that awful sight Smile when I lay in bed it Doesn't matter Does it If I know matter by christine and the queens uh uh christine and the queens being the moniker uh yes i was trying to look it up so i don't uh uh hello i don't know i tried she's french heloise heloise um we about to say something no Hmm. Yes. Um, she, <laughs> this is from her, uh, album that came out this summer called Chris. Um, 
made because name so named because she was interesting and exploring her identity beyond her sexuality uh oh. we won't get into that again she's french um and uh she's a french <laughs> indie pop star um uh i love christine and the queen's uh self-titled album from uh 2015 um or no i guess that's not i guess it was called whatever i liked her first her self her her <laughs> debut album um let's get to this song um i think it's just an absolutely delightful pop song um with these uh blossoming beats in the background uh just the perfect little um synthesizer stings and uh her um uh cool but not icy voice um kind of uh singing um some great pop lyrics that are not um they're not overly literary but they are like interesting um you know uh uh and um not necessarily mean they're not trying to be meaningful which you know mm. that can be the death of pop lyrics sometimes if they're trying to be too smart and, and make a point or something um better to be pointless than to be pointfully yeah bad. well as you said before better to be yes better to be evocative than uh, <laughs> explanatory um and uh i think the reason that this song is on my best of uh q3 is for uh the bridge alone um there's just that kind of key change and the 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 drum machine speeds up um uh mm-hmm. and there's this nice little image of um a stinging nettle their hands on their thighs which is just such a like weird little reference to um a, a plant you shouldn't touch um <laughs> you can just kind of just do those pinpricks um and then you know she kind of like lets her voice go and is actually um uh belting it out as much as a french indie pop star does um and uh yeah good song good pop song i just am always jamming out to it when it uh comes on the radio yeah which i still listen Uh, to (laughs) good work you listen to the radio i buy music uh we're we're old i pay to listen to the radio too wow um yeah, these lyrics are good. They're dark. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a this is a good song. It's um, uh, you know there are a lot of bands over the past five years, probably a little bit less popular now than it used to be, trying to sort of like bring this '80s pop rock sound into the modern world, and this is one of the better examples, I think. Um, it's uh, it's super catchy, super danceable. The the video. Uh, actually does feature a lot of um, 80s style dancing in a parking lot um and uh uh yeah smart clever catchy pop song what more could you ask yeah in your single of the quarter and i don't i don't i like that even though of course it does fit into that 80s category there's never a moment on this where i feel like i'm listening to a specific you know Right, couple of seconds that are just straight up lifted from an '80s song, and I appreciate that. 
Yeah, it t- makes me think of like a, a take on me or something. I guess is where I would uh, draw a comparison. Yeah. But I agree, it's not straight up lifted. Or yeah, anything. you're never like, oh, this is just straight from Take on Me, you know. Which I think yeah. a lot of, is the downfall of a lot of those bands. Um, Absolutely. I was, totally. I was listening to a band for this quarter uh, that. Um, hold on, I'm gonna cut this out as I find the name of this band. But Perhaps I can entertain the listener as you do that. You so should. You have to edit it. Um, a stinging nettle. Their hands. Uh, there are actually a lot of words to this song. It's impressive how many words are in this uh, quick pop song. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Your chance to entertain is over. I was listening. Um, the band, the Austin band, Boohoo, B U H U, have a great song called All I. And uh, it's uh, so heavy, uh, Peter Gabriel. That it's just kind of you're like wow I'm just I'm all in on this Peter Gabriel thing, um, and then I listened to their album uh, called Tenets, um, which features a cover of the Peter Gabriel song In Your Eyes, <laughs> and I was like, come on guys, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> just reel it back in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some point, aren't you thinking like, huh? Yeah, we wrote a whole bunch of Peter Gabriel imitation songs, and then we covered Peter Gabriel. What are we doing? I, you know, I guess maybe they just went. Yeah, they just went for it. And uh, yeah. hey, I can't. I'm not. Too, I'm not mad. Just no. I'm not mad. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just disappointed at this band from Austin who I don't yeah. really know. Listen, this hurts you more than them. It does. Um, uh, Paul, fun quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, did you know that there is both a French edition and an English edition of uh, Christine and the Queen's yes. album available for sale? Yes, I did. And I listened to the French version of this song. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's more fun because the lyrics are so uh, weird and dark. It's more fun when you can understand the lyrics. So she actually sings, she actually rewrote it and translated it and sort of you know made it work in English. Is that what's going on? That is what's going on, yes. Which wow. is pretty cool. I mean, yeah, that's. Or How many people have done that? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Or someone did. I mean, I, ass- yeah, yeah. I assume it was her. I Yeah, presumably if she's singing both versions, you know, maybe she yeah. can help with her second language. Yes. But yeah. Yes. Um, it might add, I wonder if that adds a bit to the, um, the poetry of the English version. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty dense. It sort of reads like translated poetry. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Um, yeah, fun quarter. Looking forward to the uh, already passed fourth quarter, um, which I'll be ready for pretty soon. And, uh, you know, good year, Joe. Yet another uh, calendar year in which Savage Beast, Savage Beast has been recorded. Yes. So thanks for Yes, that. we did it. Um, and uh, we'll be back with Q4 in like July mm-hmm. of 2021. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Uh, rate us, review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah. That's whatever. Up. Do it. Get at us. Do it. Do it now. Peace.